Hey, welcome to another episode of Film House. I'm your host, Adam Kovic. I'm joined by two beautiful men. Co-hosts, I yeah. say. Film buffs. Has there, was it, you were in the Assassin's Creed one? Yes. I was in the Assassin's Creed one. Returning. So I'm guesting again for the third time. What makes time. you the host and us not also hosts? I think ad reads probably. Probably just the ad reads. Oh, Except, okay. hey, uh, this episode of Film House is brought to you by viewers like you. Oh. For making this episode happen. That's right. It's a freebie. Well, I guess they're all free. Yeah, they're all free. That's the beauty of Filmhouse um, and most of the stuff we do. But the show's doing so well that the sponsors are dropping like flies. So no, that's not it. Well. No, no, no. We gotta. We're just. We're, well, don't concern yourself about the business side. Let <laughs> 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 you wipe the sweat off your brow. Oh jeez. Those sponsors come back. Anyway, you tuned in because you saw the thumbnail, and you're here to listen. Yeah. To Lawrence, talk about Triple X because James and I didn't see Triple X. We're riding in the three. wave of Triple X Nation. Is that Tony Collette? Is Tony Collette in Triple X, or is that just another a kind are you, of? Are you referring to Ruby Rose, the person who was suspended by all of the bandages from a no a tree? No, no, the blonde executive oh. level powerful woman who looked as though she was telling Triple X. We're watching the trailer. We have. We have lots of questions. Before we okay. get there, uh, real quick, uh, as always, we'll break down the movie. Uh, it cost $85 million to make domestically uh, over the weekend. It made 30 po- 34.4. It's opening weekend? Kaboom. Opening weekend, domestically. Oh uh, foreign, $89 million, Oh, well, there you go. $123 million. That's a foreign movie. Thanks, China. Box office returns. Uh, this is at the time of filming, which is after its first week when mm-hmm. Lawrence Otten is still somewhat fresh in his brain. Hopefully. Mm, we'll see. We're going to see. Can something like this be fresh in one's brain? We're... Uh, <laughs> Boy, we're going to... Hey, he's in everything. Yeah. All right. Uh, and to quickly recap everybody, uh, who here has actually seen a triple X film? Uh, if we're doing show of hands, then my hand is not up. There are three of them, James. Where have you been my whole life? It was three now. Good job. See? Really? I, to- I know Tony Collette when I see her. Um, <laughs> I've seen most, but not all of the first one. Okay. And arguably none of the second one other than the trailer, which, as I recall, was just kind of the opening scene of the movie where Samuel Jackson finds him in a cafe or something, right? Something happens like that. I've seen the trailer for the second one. We don't need to break down the first movie, but okay. uh, to catch you up real quick, the first movie was known as a... Let's watch some behind the scenes here. Are you, um, you going to recap the triple verse right now? Oh, uh, really quick, yes. Okay, uh, okay. First movie, a new breed of secret agent. Yeah. Uh-huh. James, you're a fan of secret agents. He's, he's I got him this time. I... I have a new secret agent for you, and he's got tribal tattoos. Mm, wait, good. thoughts? Oh, I thought you were talking about the sequel. What? We're getting there. Oh. The you, second movie oh. was titled Prepare for the Next Level. Uh-huh. State of the Union, correct? Correct. Triple was he X. trying to kill the president? I, I never saw it. Okay. All right. Then the third triple X, the return of Xander Cage, kick some ass, get the girl, and try to look dope while you are doing it. That's, that is, the, that's the tagline? These are the taglines. These are that official. That was a line from the first one. Ah, they're oh. banking on that nostalgia. A triple X is solid. That you would remember a line, hmm. a piece of dialogue from the first film. Also, uh, the unironic usage of the word dope. There's a lot of unironic things that were already mm. dated when the first triple X came out. Yes. And now we're just confusingly dated because mm-hmm. it's not it's not just Vin being behind the times anymore. It's just him being trapped. I was going to say, <laughs> unirony, if you look that up in the dictionary, it's a picture of Vin Diesel. Hmm. And it, think about that. Everything about oh, yeah. him is oh, kind of out of time. Arm. You're right. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a. Uh, I don't know if I like or dislike that because there are a lot of there are a handful of out of time action leads. Yeah. But the 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 thing that I either can't decide if I love or hate is mm-hmm. the apparent lack of self awareness. Um, I love the fact that Vin is 
I think by all accounts a very weird and kind of derpy dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he was in Last Witch Hunter bizarrely wins points with me. I like I like people that do passion projects even when they're dorky as shit and kind of reveal to the world what a cornball they truly yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And Triple X is, I think, another one of those. Except it's it seems to me it's like the high like the nerd is now thirty and needs to show up at the uh, reunion in a Ferrari. So so my thing about Vin Diesel is he's a man who appears at the on the surface level at least to be full of endless positivity. He is a constantly joyous man, and I think that's what also places him out of time because we live in a world of cynicism. Mm-hmm. So we see him being excited about uh. rollerblading on the side of a ba- a van or something, mm-hmm. and we go. Who is this douchebag? But we only say that because we're all assholes. I yes. think you're right. And he's positive. He's, oh, no. He's, he's, he's so happy to be doing this. Oh, yeah. We, we rip on Vin Diesel once a week yeah. at this point. But he's the best of us. And, well, and he, he probably laughs along with it and goes, yeah. you guys are great. I think yeah. you guys nailed okay. it. That's, uh, uh, <laughs> as we, I'm going to use this phrase. Okay. Uh, watching the movie, I got the I got the feeling it was a passion project for Mr. Diesel. Uh-huh. And, uh, I tr- Which one? Witch Hunters or this? I mean, both. So okay. he is like Basically this. everything he's in at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I like that mm-hmm. I, um, because, you know, this movie doesn't this, these types of movies, mm-hmm. dumb as they are and theoretically don't deserve to exist. At least they do because Vin and a bunch of Chinese dudes got together and made mm-hmm. it happen. I actually don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head how many Chinese company. I think Hua, Hua it, Entertainment or whatever. It was suspicious uh, when looking at the, the domestic versus the, the foreign gross because domestic it was like 34.456 like it was mm-hmm. right and then. Foreign was 89 million on the dot. Mm. I was like, suspicious. Yeah. Mm. Odd. Mm. Mm. Wonder how those oolongs are. Did yeah. He, a, he had a tribal tattoo around his nipple. Yeah. That's that's also what I like about Vin Diesel, too, is because he makes the scary less scary. So, <gasps> so you have a character like Xander Cage, someone who, by all accounts, I would never want to spend a single moment around. I wouldn't even want to get into the same Olympic swimming pool with a Xander Cage type for fear of catching whatever diseases he's riddled with. Um, except he seems like the kind of tattooed around the nipple tribal tat douchebag who doesn't uh, like force his way onto women. <laughs> okay. He, he can that. get points for that. Sure. He like drives a van <laughs> and if you need to sleep in it, he'll let you sleep. Yeah. In he's it. totally um, cool. He yeah. like, he'll help you move. He doesn't care. He volunteers for that yeah. kind of shit. And he brings beer. Um, yeah. So to, to bring us up to speed in the first film, mm-hmm. um, Xander Cage is our reluctant hero turned spy. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the world needs him the most and he, he finally succumbs and becomes the hero that we need yep. by uh, blowing up a mountain. I'll think. very, I'll very, very, very quickly interrupt you real quick. Okay. Oh. Uh, because the thing that I love about, Triple X one and Triple X three are the character establishment sequences. Okay. And Triple X one, he pretends to be a bellboy at a country club so he can drive off some dude's Ferrari mm-hmm. extremely. Yeah. And then base jump out of it after he drives it off a cliff just to stick it to the rich as, assholes. As mm-hmm. one does. Yes. Ah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's how we're introduced to Triple X and his extremity. He's a, he's a Robin Hood of sorts, except he also he whips out sweet guitar poor, licks. He doesn't give to the poor. He all. just he just. Yeah. He just he only steals takes. from the rich. But maybe that will change yeah. in Triple X3. Um, well, and then on. to recap you on Triple X2. And then moving on yeah, to Triple okay. X3, right. Return of Xander Cage. Except Triple uh-huh. X2. Doesn't Triple X2 kill off Xander Cage? Yes. Uh, Gibbons, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character, remarks that uh, Xander Cage has been killed in action in Triple X2. Because the extended edition of Triple X 6X has. Uh, 
the extended edition has a whole sequence where Vin Diesel's stuntman from the first movie plays him, and you only see him from behind. Oh Jesus! And then he gets he gets murdered. I know that much. I don't want to spoil anything, but maybe there's a cameo in Triple X Three from his bodyguard. Oh, that was in the IMDb trivia. I already oh, read it. Oh, oh okay. Ice Cube's well, in it. Ice Cube's in it. Yeah, he's also in the trailer. Yeah, good. He, there's a part where everything seems dire, and then Ice like everything explodes, and then there's just a tracking shot of Ice Cube standing on like a shipping container with a grenade launcher. Uh huh. And he says, "There's some kind of good. one-liner." There's no point for this kind of film to deny its own universe. <laughs> I agree. It's not to, to say, oh, well, we're not going to acknowledge the events of State of the Union because we know how people feel. But who cares? Well, it's good for them to do Before it. we get too far ahead of ourselves, like expendables. Um, we're going to do something really nice for you, the viewer here at mm-hmm. Filmhouse. We're going to save you some money because Lawrence is going to give us a play-by-play oh, boy. Okay. of Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. So tell me, Lawrence, how does this movie begin, crescendo, and then blow up at the end. Got it. Okay, so it opens with Gibbons and a potential recruit for the Triple X program. Uh, the, you know the gentleman that kicks the napkin dispenser in the trailer? No. Not really. Okay, well, there's a young soccer player, <laughs> footballer, if you will. Uh, I think he's in Mexico or Buenos Aires or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, Gibbons is there. He's like, I, I'm probably going into way too much detail. Who's All right. Gibbons? Uh, Gibbons is Samuel L. Daxon. Oh, he's the... <laughs> oh, he actually... So, I, I will say the intro does one... Kind of interesting thing. Um, they they sort of they try to just a triple Xing anyway. It's taking too long. They're, they're, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I thought it was. I only watch these movies for the brilliant glimpses of, of philosophic self understanding. And imagine, was the, imagine you're trying to tell the story to cavemen around a campfire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. TV and film no longer exists in the, yeah, this expl- post apocalyptic world. Oh, that's Explain right. it as though it is a Homeric myth. So there was uh, he uh, <laughs> Gibbons was like dry swimming pools. No one thought. That a pool without water would be useful, but then in a drought in Southern California, all these cool skater bros figured out you could do vert tricks in a dry swimming pool. Completely changed the landscape because of their out-of-the-box thinking. And he's like, that's why we have the Triple X program, because in today's world, all the diplomats and governments and spies, they're all playing in their own little box, and we need people that can get outside of that box to solve world problems. Like it. So I was like, "Uh, okay, dumb as shit, but you're kind of, you're building the Triple X-averse. Okay, and then a satellite crashes. Boom. Kills Gibbons. Dead. Super dead. What will ever happen? Uh, and then satellite just falls on him. Yeah, satellite from space, bang, okay. explodes, <laughs> uh, wipes out the whole town. Uh, it's, it's escalation right off the okay. top. Yeah. And then we have this mysterious figure ascending uh, uh, an antenna. He breaks off some equipment. He's stealing. What's with this? He straps on some skis, skis down a mountain like you see in the trailer. Pops off the skis, jumps on a skateboard, skateboards down the rest of the mountain. High fives a dude out the car window. Does a wall ride on a bus. Totally extreme. Skids to a stop. Runs into a bar. Hooks up the thing. Puts on the soccer game for all the tiny villagers in South American land. Who knows? It's Vin Diesel, hero of the people. He brought sports to everybody. But he's been tracked down finally. He faked his own death and went into seclusion. Uh, And then Blind Lady shows up and there was a weird conversation that even after the scene happened, I was like, wait, that didn't. So Vin Diesel was like, I'm out. And she was like, no, you're not. And he was like, okay. So then he was in triple X again. And then immediately cuts to a scene where he bangs his way literally through an entire Hotel room of women. Mm-hmm. There's actually a pretty great shot where, so as we all know in Triple X One, he got it on with two ladies. The things I do for my country, referring Extreme. to their vaginas. Uh, yeah. Have to up that a little bit. So uh, just basically like a whole gaggle of women descend on him, fade to black, fade back up. Nice shot over all these women sprawled out on the ground, sexually satisfied. Vin puts on his stupid fur coat, shakes it, shakes off the the night rust a little bit, goes out into the world to solve some crimes. Cut two. Donnie Yen and crew, Asian crew, busting into CIA headquarters, which is actually was a pretty good action sequence. So are they the bad guys? What's up? I thought the CIA was on our side. Or are they? They uh, they steal the satellite control unit 
that was used to drop a satellite from orbit. So now they're in control of it, these weird terrorist people who stole a weapon from the U.S. government. Vin Diesel tracks them down to a cool nightclub in, I don't know, some kind of South American something. And that's when Vin Diesel and Donnie Yen square off and they're like, wait, you're extreme. Maybe I'm extreme. Maybe we're both extreme. And they play a cool game of roll the grenade across the table. As we saw in the trailer. Which was actually a pretty cool sequence. You did this. I know. Oh, I, well, this, I don't want to see the movie. Yeah, I want to I just see don't. it in Lawrence yeah. Vision. Yeah, okay, well, let's, let's speed it up a little bit. Let's All right. get people caught up. Can you not describe every single oh. scene and shot? <clears throat> uh, Are you real? sure? Yes. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, I just, just kind of need the bullet points. Um, <laughs> real <laughs> quick, though, I'm gonna, I actually want to play a quick game with you guys. Okay. Welcome to Adam Trivia. But you guys don't know how the movie ended. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Hold on. All right. This is to get, wake people up. Let me guess, an explosion. <laughs> a pretty cool one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the kid just in the background. That's the soccer guy. That's I John don't care. Cena. Okay, um, so I'm going to read you a bit of trivia uh-huh. from the Triple X averse, and you're going to let me know if it's from the first Triple X, the second, or the third. Okay. Easy. Stunt player Harry O'Connor was killed when he hit a pillar off of the Palarkey Bridge, uh, Palarkey Bridge, sorry, in Prague, parasailing during one of the action scenes. That's the accident occurred while filming the second take of the stunt. O'Connor's first attempt was completed without the incident and can be seen in the completed film. So I want to let you know that he did it right the first time, but they made him do it a second time, and then he died. Well, oh, that's died. good filmmaking. Okay. <laughs> you don't know sake. the first shot is the best shot until the guy dies the next time. Uh, I'm going to say the first one. Lawrence? Parasailing, you say. Mm-hmm. In Prague. I don't recall a parasailing sequence in the first movie, so I'm going to say the second one. James is correct. It was Damn. the first film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got took out. Don't even need to watch any of them. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, must have been the base jumping scene, I think. Okay. <laughs> uh, this, this is the second one. I'm going right. to give you okay. three of these. Oh, okay. Right, right. Uh, Ian McGregor was offered the role of Yorgi. Ian McGregor, actor, mm-hmm. was offered the role of Yorgi. One out of one people found this interesting. I'm going to say this is the third one, Bob. I don't remember if there's anyone named Yorgi in that movie. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say second one again. It's gotta be right eventually. Uh, you're both wrong. Is the first movie? Oh dang it, uh, yeah. Yorgi! I dang it, you and uh, McGregor hot off of Attack of the Clones or yeah. whatever. <laughs> Train spotting. I don't know when that movie came out. 2002, I believe. Triple X one? Yeah. Well, maybe that sounds about Post right. Fast Furious. Oh. Who's this woman? I don't know. Um. Anyway, all right. Last trivia question before we'll come back to it. Don't okay. worry. Second one. Um, in the scene where Darius Stone right. is escaping via boat and Agent Steel is shooting at him, mm-hmm. if you look carefully, Steel's gun is firing, but his finger is nowhere near the trigger. Two out of four people found this interesting. Second one. I'm going to say the first one. Uh, Lawrence is correct. Finally. Oh, dang See, it. Darius Stone. The game, he gave it away. The game is tied. Xander Cage and Darius, Darius Stone? <laughs> Darius Stone. Click, okay. click in. Let's hey, go. this is what uh, you're talking about. This is him skating yeah. down the... By the way, the trailer gives away every major stunt sequence. I was hoping there would be a couple of action set pieces that weren't Mm -hmm. in the trailer, but Uh they're all there. It'd be great if he just hit the ground with a thud and just shattered all his legs (laughs) and just lay there motionless. You see his collarbone just sticking out of the front of his That's not how skiing, anyway. Totally is. (laughs) Um, When you're extreme, it is. So so we only got, what we were about 15 minutes into the movie. Right. Uh, No, we're we're actually nearing the end of Act 2 already. Okay. Uh, Excellent. So, um... This movie's just moving right along. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh... Donnie Yen and Vin Diesel meet up. They discover that they are both triple X uh, through a line that verbatim is, we are both triple X. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they team up. But do they refer to him as a triple Xer? No. Okay, because they only call him triple X because he has three X's on the back of his neck. That's not his name. Oh, it sort of it's is. It's like his call sign, right? Sort of. So, so Like 007, except they have they're, they're, double they're ex- other agents. They're expanding the meaning of it out. If you are triple X... That means you're extreme and you're part of this like government like program. Like license to kill. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. 
Uh, and people still call him Xander. So, like, they still call him by his name, but they also call him Triple X, but that has more meaning now. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. So, uh, Donnie, Vin, together at last. Um, oh, yeah, her character. I have something to say about Glasses. Her I have some trivia for her later. Uh, she is the first millennial stereotype I've seen in a movie. Okay. Because um, she, like, has no emotional boundaries and doesn't re- relate to people, and she's always nervous. Okay. Uh, okay, so Donnie and, v- and Vin are together. They say, hey, this weapon's too powerful. We should destroy it. Donnie's like, I agree. So they break it. Excellent. Except then Conflict. another... Huh? Conflict. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. We'll see. Then another satellite crashes on another city. What's going on? I thought they destroyed the weapon. No, turns out it was just a prototype and the CIA has the real one. So uh-huh. there must be some t- some bad okay. guy at CIA that's yeah. doing this. Okay. So then they team up to take him down and they they do. Uh, just shortcut all that. Yep. But too bad. He already. Uh, so there's this like battle Rama in some stupid warehouse because all battle Ramas happen in warehouses. Yep. Um, and then and that's when uh, Darius Stone shows up to save the day. But uh, then the evil CIA guy or woman, I actually don't remember who the villain is. Uh, Good. Hits a hits a couple of buttons on their evil evil thing, and uh, another satellite's coming down to crash. The, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> Did you see that? It was awesome. Another satellite comes crashing into the warehouse. What are they gonna do? Uh, oh yeah, so they get on an airplane. Vin Diesel takes out the evil CIA guy on the airplane. Who's the evil CIA guy? I don't know. I he don't doesn't remember. remember. Oh. I don't remember at all. That was actually the least interesting part of the. And in anyway, so Vin's like, shit, the satellite's crashing down. What are we going to do? What does he do? I'll just take out the satellite with the plane. So he drives the plane into this fireball satellite that's coming down. He like, he's in the cockpit and he lines it up and all, and then he takes off his seatbelt. And then he runs through the plane as it's hitting the satellite and exploding around him. Mm-hmm. And there's like one, one shot of him running all the way through the plane and then like diving out the back. And then he grabs onto something to float okay. to the ground in safety. And then also they surf a wave with motorcycles. That's cool. That's the warehouse scene right there. Okay. Okay. Because you know all bad all deals go and down. When do the they warehouse. when do they reveal that Samuel Jackson actually didn't die? Right at the end. Okay. He just shows up again with the soccer guy. Yep. That were supposedly in the nuclear blast that took out a city, and they're both okay. Yep. And they don't say why. And the movie ends. Also, uh, there are record scratches in it. Okay, uh, good. Unironic record scratching, which again, is something that I appreciate. Iron, uh, iron. How did she do that? How did she just reveal that? She just she had she had a jacket on That's and revealed a tattoo on, on her arm a forearm tattoo like it pulled Wait. inside out. Did she pull her whole jacket off? Hold on, it looks like she rips her sleeve off in this shot that we're watching. She shows Vin Diesel a tattoo. That's her whole jacket coming off her. Oh back, yeah, you're right. And then her jacket's kinda, back on. That's again. the interior of her arm. Yeah. I thought it was her forearm, but no. Yeah, cool. I thought maybe which would be cool and a triple X by the way if she if you have a tattoo and I encourage this if you have a tattoo but you have to wear a jacket. It'd be cool if they had pockets or like Velcro things that you could re- remove, uh-huh. so that way you could show people sure. your tattoo, but right. then put it back on again. So oh, that's you don't right. Get cold. And that scene, he uh, he humorously references his own nipple tattoo. This is so, Triple X is getting a little older, a little wiser. Right. This is a great thing about Triple X. Real quick, we're watching a sequence where Samuel Jackson is talking to the mm. footballer, mm-hmm. right, recruiting yep. him into the thing. It, all it is is them in an Asian restaurant, yet it's a table with a green screen behind it. They could not film it inside an actual Asian restaurant because they wanted to green screen this sequence. Yeah, you see? Right. Well, they probably couldn't get Samuel on location or whatever. They got... He was there. He, there he's there now. I Maybe there's a right. pickup. I don't know. They're adding all it's this the, in. It's the stunt, This, is, this is, looks like this thing. trapped in the closet. There it is. So they lightly f- bounced on him. Yep, they I guess the sound thing. effects really... All that screen screened. Yeah, you're right. Weird. 
Hey, it that's is. just that's just proper filmmaking. So what Why I'm waste the what resources I'm, when you don't have to. what I'm no. So uh, what's the can. final takeaway at the end of Triple X return of Xander Cage? <sighs> How many what? X's would you give it? Th- does, is there a thing that comes up that says Xander Cage Sorry. will return? How many triple X's would you give Ooh, it? Oh boy, that's. Mm, I would say two out of three triple X's. But it's it's like it is a triple X movie, and the fact that it exists is good enough for me. Okay. But there are a lot of very light-hearted, humorous, like self-aware, additive action movies mm-hmm. that exist that genuinely do have like new kinds of stunt sequences and and some amount of dialogue that's a little thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. Most of this is just some. Most of this is just kind of it. It's so strange because it should be more of a marvel that this kind of movie with its tone exists now. Mm. And yet, for some reason, it just didn't, doesn't capture my imagination at all. It, it was delightful watching it, but it immediately evaporated out of my are, head. Are you worried that subconsciously this, this film indicates the end of Vin Diesel's second revival? Because we mm. kind of are a diesel out of time. There shouldn't be a triple X movie in Year of Our Lord 2017, but there is. And, and, it, and it earned money. It earned money. It uh, earned money overseas. Yeah. Right. And that seems so, to me how what what movies? And I and I apologize to derail the conversation. Uh-huh. But this is gen- me my genuine curiosity because I really don't follow the movie industry <laughs> yeah. much. What types of movies or what movies recently, aside from like Jurassic World, have cleared a shitload of money in America? Well, hmm. the kind of movies that make money in America, interestingly, seem to be. Um, brand heavy things. Mm. Uh, the Marvel movies make shit ton everywhere. Yeah. Um, Lego movies. And DC. Kid and movies. then Lego movies and stuff like that. Uh, children's movies. But then the other things, the movies that are sometimes the most valuable because they're a little bit lower risk, this are the award bait movies. The La La Lands. La La Land made a shit ton of money compared to how it costs. And huh. it made it all very, very cheaply with limited marketing domestically. And so they didn't probably... The thing about a movie like this is that you have, what, six companies across the globe? Yeah. Were, like, getting loans from various international banking to gather the funds to make this happen. So it's kind of like having stock options, but at a company filled with people. Like, they're, they're slightly less worthwhile because there you have to pay out to makes sense 2500 other employees sure. um but that doesn't it isn't to say it isn't worth it because they i'm sure everyone involved in the in the stakes of this film probably made their money back but um, also horror films horror oh, films yeah, also yeah. do really well yeah uh yeah low risk high reward yep. typically that's usually how they work and then they can franchise them out <laughs> yeah i can't take this movie seriously anymore it's um, not, it, it, it never asks you, you to, to. yeah okay. i'm okay with movies that don't ask you to take them seriously i All guess right? that's one of the things that i think i find also refreshing that has nothing to do with the quality of triple x itself but more the the atmosphere that it's launched in mm-hmm. um action movies for some reason have lost the ability to just be dumb and stupid uh even even Fate of the Furious or whatever, those movies are getting longer and more epic. Uh, and and the thing that I still love about Fast and Furious is the storylines are still dumb as shit. Mm-hmm. But like Marvel movies are getting longer, DC movies are laboriously long. Triple mm-hmm. um, X, ninety minute runtime. Oh really? It's a bunch of well ish. Uh, I kind of you know I went into a different zone, so the passage of time meant something different inside yeah. inside the Triple Xiverse. But it's it certainly doesn't overstay its welcome. It moves along. There's just enough dialogue to get you to the next explosion. Good. And if that's what you want, it's it's nice that that's being made again because man, I don't want another Batman v Superman. Like if I want to see mm-hmm. Superman and Batman punch the shit out of each other, don't make me sit through two minutes, of, two hours of philosophy to get there. Or it, if it's going to be 
Okay. Philosophical, it should be good. Yeah, it should be good. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I, I yeah. can I can respect the movie for being dumb fun, most yeah. definitely, because I definitely partake in those sorts of things. Uh, you so know. Ruby Rose is an up and comer, by the way. She's been in a lot of a lot of action flicks and has done a great job. So Who's she? Out. She like an MMA. Uh, no, she's just an actress. She just kind of broke. Okay. Uh, she yeah, Triple X. She was in Resident Evil. She's in one other big movie. As an as an outsider looking into the so Xiverse, I like Donnie Yen. He's a great guy. I think he's fun. He was the best action in the entire film. Okay. Uh, I, I better mean, than Vin. He, better he than should him. be. Yeah. He just seem. He seems like just a happy guy. He's he's like my Dalai Lama of mm-hmm. action. Uh, it seems like they're going for a sort of Rogue Nation, uh, Mission Impossible style, where like. Now they're mm. trying to assemble a cast instead of just being the lone yeah. wolf on his own. Yeah. But it's sort of the NASCAR version of Mission Impossible. Um, everything's trying to be Fast and Furious. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. By even incorporating most of the same cast. Um, you think just get Paul Walker. Uh, okay, let's go out on some trivia here. Okay. Uh, this is the first entry of the series to not feature Michael Roof. Uh, due to his death in June 9th, 2009. Uh-oh. That was worth putting in the trivia section there. Okay. Who was that? Never well, mind. That's his legacy. Uh, I believe he's Who a... Who was that? <laughs> that's what it says that's, on This was worth... Uh, I'm sorry. Putting in. Yep. Okay. Um, and your uh, last piece to go out on here. Uh, this is for... This is this is for all the monies, mm-hmm. gentlemen. Okay. Oh, are we guessing on this? Yes. Okay. Okay. The movie, not featuring Scott Speedman as Agent Kyle Steele... Is from which of the three triple X's? Scott Speedman, not tri- featuring triple X not native, fe- not featuring Scott Speedman. What is the? So there's one movie that doesn't have Scott Speedman in it. Um, two doesn't have Scott Speedman. I'm gonna say three doesn't have Scott Speedman. Lawrence is correct. Oh, I think <laughs> zero out of one people found this interesting. Oh. Scott Speedman did not reprise his role. As Agent Kyle Steele from Triple X State of the Union. Wait, how Dang. does zero out of one person not find that interesting? I think someone submitted it. <laughs> Even and the then person submitting it. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. There's no auto vote. <laughs> it out of the yeah. out of should include everyone that reads it, right? Yeah. Tony Jaw still getting work too. I you still have to log in and vote. I don't. IMDb trivia is uh, okay. a broken garbage yeah, pile. Yeah, there were Robo gloves. I was. Yeah, that's ripping off GI Joe, which by the way yeah. came out also. 12 years ago or whatever. There's a lot of good shots of hot knockers in that It movie. looks like they did go through the dumpster of the first G.I. Joe movie's sets <laughs> bit. and then put as reassemble things and then make a movie. I'm also noticing a trend with Vin Diesel working with Game of Thrones actors because he got Ygritte for Last Witch Hunter and now he's got The Hound for this I would one. say it more as a trend of Game of Thrones act- actors having getting more work. Heat? But I think sometimes it's not hot heat. You know, it's not Brad Pitt heat, it's heat. <laughs> so it's like the agent comes in and goes, I booked you a really big movie, mm-hmm. but it's triple X. There yeah. it is. <laughs> there he goes. Da, 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 boom. <laughs> it was a weird shot. like a poster from a Universal ride. Anyway, um, so that. that's it for triple X. I do want to go out oh, on a little bit Super of news. Charged. Okay. Uh, news time. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. News. Class from the news desk. Sad news, guys. Ben Affleck is not directing The Batman. No shit. Oh, boy. That's bad. Did, that's so bad news. I need, I need to learn to start calling this stuff vocally and often because I mm. I thought there was no way a Ben Affleck directed Batman film would ever come out under DC. He would try to do something good with it. Yeah. That is a really bad here's, sign. Here's the quote from Ben well, I'm sure himself. It'll be okay. Oh, and he's going to try and be diplomatic too. He has Watch to. This. This he is, has to. This is the Peter Jackson shit where he had to justify three Hobbit films. I hate it when they but make. But he's going to. Man, in, give it. In ten years, Ben Affleck is going to shit talk 
the fuck out of DC. It's gonna be awesome. He's gonna talk about how terrible it was. Yeah, once awesome. once his run as, as Batman is over. Yep. Here are the words from uh, Ben himself. Right, there are certain it. characters who hold a special place in the heart of millions. Performing this role demands focus, passion, and the very best <laughs> performance I can give. Hold on. <laughs> it has become clear that I cannot do both jobs at the level they require. <laughs> no bullshit. Together with the studio, I have decided to find a partner and a director who will collaborate with me in this massive film. Mm-hmm. I am still in this and we are making it, but we are currently looking for a director. I remain extremely committed to this project and look forward to bringing this to life for fans around the world. I just don't want my name on it <laughs> as the one responsible for this horrific mess that all the DC and Warner Brother executives are creating. It was um, too hard to be Batman and make moves. This so. motherfucker, this motherfucker won an Academy Award as both oh an God. actual historical human being yeah. in Argo documenting one of the most tumultuously political times in in American history and he won an Academy Award directing that shit Did he? producing that shit and and portraying the lead but he can't be Batman he can't, yeah he can't be a cartoon that's bullshit that's that's bullshit I he, he can't think, even I think it got best best picture best picture but yeah. it didn't get best director yeah I know but that the Academy Awards kind of don't subset, make any right? fucking yeah, sense yeah. because how can it be best picture without the best director who is also the leading man? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. That was one of the points where they talk about how stupid the Academy Awards are and they don't make... They just, they're just like arbitrarily divvying them out yeah. because well, then... so they can award more films, yeah. right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Everyone jumps on this news. Of course. But it doesn't matter. He just walked up there and he's like, all right, I'll take this one. It just says yeah. picture instead of director. So um, I'm curious between the two of you. Yeah. How do you think? What do you think the order of events was? Was uh, was it Ben Affleck came out with like maybe his treatment or a full script, and was trying to pass it around to DC, and DC was like, "Oh, we need these changes. We want to take these ideas out. This is way too like this is way too edgy. What are you doing here?" So they were basically neutering his vision. Or do you think there wasn't a vision in the first place? He just agreed to do it, and then DC was like, "Okay, here here are all the bullet points Batman has to fit in the timeline that we've I, allotted it." I don't think that I don't think that Ben Affleck filmed a single second of Batman v Superman without already knowing exactly what he was going to do in a Batman movie because I think he knew this was bad and I think he knew this was going to end up being bad but he was like but it'll give me an opportunity to make a Batman movie that will be awesome and people will love it and and DC liked that idea until it came time for Justice League marketing to start pushing through and then all their other like Flash and and Aquaman and everything, and then they came back and they said, "I know the contract says you get to make the movie, and I know you were probably you tried probably tried to be very specific with the wording, so that way we couldn't screw you. But we have more money for lawyers than you, and so we figured out how to screw you anyway. Hmm. So you have to do this now." And he goes, "Well, then you do it. Then you do it because." This is BS, and he's gonna shit all over all over DC and Warner Brothers in like ten years. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's it's upsetting for me as a Batman fan because yep. I think Ben Affleck definitely has the look and the feel of he's, something that I've been looking forward to for a comic book to like jump out. He's also a great filmmaker. Yeah, like I, as much as a Zack Snyder apologist as I am, he's good at splashing things on a screen. He's not a great filmmaker when it comes to the nuance and things that come that you need to do if you want to make your movie more than 90 minutes. Um, But Ben Affleck is a great, great director and it would have been awesome. I'm sad to just see where we're at. So (laughs) I don't know. I am. I'm a toss up. 17. (laughs) As as much as I like Batman, he's angry and he punches people. Uh, 
Maybe I'll get in hot water for this. Don't you think it's kind of a waste of Ben Affleck's talents to make a Batman movie? Not if that's what he wanted to do. That's I, fair. I, I mean, no one, no one made Fantastic he, Batman. He's really good about picking projects that he's passionate about. So As, stuff like wait, this. Is he town. crying? Click on that. Where? <laughs> oh. Here? No, down. Down. Uh, Kevin Smith. Wait, hold on. Oh, I want to see this one. Oh, man. Hold on. Um, Stuff like the town is like clearly like he's like <laughs> you can see him as like a kid thinking about his Boston neighborhood and like this stuff like it's like he picks these projects that I think don't just come up on his desk. Yeah, nothing against oh. Steven Spielberg's an amazing director, mm -hmm. but like I think sometimes Steven Spielberg will like modern Steven Spielberg will be like eh, I guess I should make this. I'm, I've done so much. But. I'm also I'm not the biggest Kevin Smith fan, but I know Kevin Smith is. By far, in Hollywood, one of the biggest Batman fans. Mm -hmm. And he's definitely earworming and telling Ben Affleck, like, wouldn't it be cool if... And then they're just going, oh, my God, yes. Wouldn't it be cool if... Because I know... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Smith is, like, he's a huge Dark Knight fan. He's just been a... He's always been a cheerleader for Batman films. Mm -hmm. And having that sort of person being kind of your cheerleader and backing you up on, like, some really cool creative ideas... Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> what is happening? Um... <laughs> Either way, um, that does make me sad that he's not yep. going to be a part of it. And I think there's some really cool things you could probably you, – you could almost retcon with Batman v Superman. Mm -hmm. And you can explore the psychological problems of this character and maybe do a little bit of backstory of like, hey, this is a messed up guy. You could do some fun stuff with that. But They kind of already burned that arc though, right? Oh, no, yeah. Those Poorly. dreams are gone. It's sadly because – Bye. That's, that's, one of the potentially, that's one of the potential cool arcs of Batman in a DC universe given that he's basically the only human. Um is is his corruption or or he he's supposed to be what the gods can't be he's supposed to have that moral relativism and it's really interesting to ask what happens when he loses that mm -hmm. a kind of like injustice sort of did with superman um and in terms of the game's plot line but yeah. i don't know it's a bummer because they they wasted the good idea already so they have to reboot it <laughs> to have another like batman lost his grip on morality story well, yep unless somehow they just do it again something so. entirely new anyway uh, sounds like they don't want anything new i thought the uh the triple x conversation was going too well so i wanted to leave Bring on a downer down. all right and here well, we are i got so, some more notes i guess we'll see yeah. <laughs> uh so as always thank you for watching guys thank you for being on the show yeah, not at all thanks for having us and we'll see you is in that uh, brainiac is that? Uh, probably brainiac, yeah so and we'll see you in uh in a fortnight Bye. Bye.